there's nothing that makes you feel uh, more stupid in this world than that. Well, I'm going to try and, and put that to the test. Can you spell opportunities for us? I don't think I can. (laughs) I always get the U and the O confused. The Country 107 Morning Show with Dave Anthony. As we do each and every week, we get ready to talk uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers football with the vegan Hulk himself, John Rush. John, always great catching up with you, my friend. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I love being here. Man, we are going to talk some football. We're going to get into retweet or delete some of these spicy takes you've had over the last couple of days. But I want to start with a report that Willie Jefferson is uh, pondering putting down year-round roots in Winnipeg. As a man uh, who actually moved to the city and uh, ended up staying here yourself, what kind of advice would you give to Willie when it comes to uh, permanently staying in Winnipeg? Uh, I think my number one advice, uh, would be to buy some buy some really good quality winter jackets. <laughs> He's from Texas. He may not make it through winter. Exactly. <laughs> like like you know, you think you're prepared, but you know, get some really good quality winter jackets because you're gonna need them, buddy. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I love it. I love it. I love Winnipeg. I, I you know I you know I bought a house here and everything, but the winters are. If you're not from here, it's it's just it's different. It's you. There's like nothing you can do to prepare for those winters. It is a different so, kind of cold here. It is. It just and and like when you try and explain it to other people, it's like they don't you. Don't, until you've experienced the winter here, it's it's impossible. You know, like you just you got to live it. And so the, there's nothing's really going to prepare them for that. No, to be honest. I think it's it's a really cool story though because I think it shows that. You know, players that they, they they have such a hard time being away from their families, and for Willie to invest in the city, and and it kind of tells me that he wants to be here for the rest of his career. Uh, it, it's really cool that he's in a place where he can bring his family and and kind of get away from trying to share two places at once. That's pretty cool when the family wants to be together like that. Yeah, no, exactly right. You you, you love seeing guys that are like super invested uh, in their you know not only their families but. Um, the cities that they're playing in and and things like that because that doesn't that doesn't necessarily happen in a lot of you know CFL cities you know there's not a lot of guys that live in Toronto year year round cause, yeah. well let's be honest we can't afford it so <laughs> uh, yeah so you know it's it's cool when you have you know especially a, a guy like Willie Jefferson who realistically could you know can live at anywhere you know Willie Jefferson like. He's going to be able to live, you know, wherever he wants, really. But for him to kind of choose to stay here, it's cool. You know, Absolutely. It, it, really, it really speaks to the community here and how awesome it is, um, you know, football-wise and just, you know, community-wise that people want to live here. Yeah. You know, it, it's the, you know, Winnipeg's usually the butt of the joke in Canada. But it's like, it's because no, no one has really spent time here. And then once you actually spend time here, you're like, oh, that's actually pretty amazing. Yeah, I was watching some videos, um, like the Bomber Hype videos, and yeah, you know, they're kind of all through the standard answers out there, but it seems like the guys genuinely get hyped up thinking about, like, the Rowdy fans, and, you know, Winston Rose is back, and he was talking about how uh, how the crowd impacts uh, the game and stuff like that. You get a genuine sense that, you know, the guys really do appreciate the fans, and that's something I think the CFL doesn't promote enough. No, 100%. That's... It, it, especially with you know, especially with Winnipeg fans, with how crazy they are, you know, it's like it doesn't even come close to comparing to any other fan in the CFL. Like you know, Saskatchewan, 
Saskatchewan tries, but like no other team, you know, comes close. So, you know, we, we travel to all these other cities and we play every other team. So we see the fan bases, right? We've yeah. been there. We know what those fan bases are like. And, and for a lot of guys, you know, I only ever played in Winnipeg, but <clears throat> excuse me, for a lot of guys, uh, they played for other teams, you know, like, you know, like if you think of even Willie Jefferson played for a couple of teams, you know, yeah. like most, most guys, especially the Americans have played for, you know, two, three, four teams uh, in their career. So they, they've been in those cities and they've, you know, they know what it's like to live in those cities and experience those fans. And like, it's like the one common theme is like Winnipeg fans are like, they're different. They're a different breed. And, and, and it's, it's, for a good and it's a good thing you know it's not it's not like a bad thing it's it's a really good thing and, and you're right like you know the cfl will sometimes talk about you know oh loudest fans in the league but it's just like it's more than that it's not just that they're the loudest fans in the league they're like they're the best fans in the league like and it's and you know the we had you know we had season ticket holders that went 29 years being season ticket holders without winning a great cup like that that says that says something. You don't you don't get that kind of support in other cities like Montreal or Toronto and things like that. We were we were still selling out stadiums, and we were on a twenty nine year drought. Like that, <laughs> you know, that says something about your fans, right? Absolutely. And, and, and you're right. They they really don't. But like I mean, but the players recognize it. You know what I mean? The players know, and that's why so many guys want to come play here for sure, and then stay. Like hopefully Willie Jefferson is going to do for quite some time. And again. Uh, investing in the community, and then fans can invest in him. I tell you what, I, if he ends up moving to Winnipeg, I'm buying a Willie Jefferson jersey, that's for sure. You know what, I, honestly, I might too. <laughs> uh, I want to get more into the Western Final here in just a little bit as uh, Darren Cameron from the Bombers has released a little bit of a tease on Twitter as to what fans can expect, so we'll get into that in just a little bit. Three games left in the regular season before we got to start thinking about the playoffs, uh, and that's uh, the final home game before the postseason. Bombers and the Alouettes. Uh, the Alouettes coming off a loss to Saskatchewan, nineteen fourteen. Did you end up watching parts of that game or, or catch any of the highlights? Yeah, no, I, I watched uh, almost the majority of that game. It was a good game. I was. Uh, I, I mean, it's funny because I heard a lot of people complaining about it. They're just like, "Oh, this game sucks." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you guys just don't get defensive football. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, as, as like a former linebacker, I'm like, this game. Like I was, I was um, like I heard so many people complain about how like how it wasn't a fun game to watch. I'm just like, man, you guys just don't like good football then. So, <laughs> so uh, what did uh, what do the bombers that need to take away from that game? Something where they were sitting back on the bye and just kind of relaxing. What is something that the bombers need to be concerned of? The Alouettes are going to bring uh, on Saturday. Stand back, <laughs> you guys, an animal. <laughs> the guy. Is an absolute machine. Just, but it, it, to be honest, it did look like he was a little bit banged up by the end of that game. Uh, so I, uh, I'm not sure if he's coming into this game 100 percent or not. But um, but that guy is a, just a machine, and it, it, it's tough because he's one of those guys that like he, it's not like he's new to the league. You know, he's standback been been around forever, uh, but. It's like you can prepare all you want for him, for him, but like he's still probably gonna do well. So like, it's just like, uh, so you, you know, it, it's it's just one of those things where it's just like you, you just you got it. But if you don't prepare, he's gonna even he's gonna be even worse. So 
it'll be it'll be interesting. And, and to be honest, uh, Trevor Harris going in there, and, and I was so I was surprised he was even dressed mm-hmm. in the first place. Then he went in there, and I was like, oh man, like they're actually going to give him some reps here. So uh, he's a wild card. You know, he's he's. He's got nothing to lose. He's no. coming in there. He's just gonna. He's just gonna gunsling. I think. So. Oh, absolutely. And I, I was surprised they named him a starter for that game so quickly. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh man, okay. Like here we go. Uh, <laughs> so, and and like I said, he's got nothing to lose now. Like you know, he they traded for him. He like what? Like what's the worst that could happen yeah. for him? You know what I mean? Like he's in a position where like it's not that he doesn't care, but it's there's a lot less pressure on him right now because no one really expects him like if anyone's expecting him to like win a great cup out of this situation they're a little bit delusional you know if he does amazing but you know you get traded with three weeks or four weeks left in the season you know like that's it's not exactly um it's not putting him in a position to succeed (laughs) exactly yeah it's not exactly the perfect situation to be walking into so like a lot less pressure on him, so he can kind of just go in and and fling if he wants. Which, you know, as we know, like you know, again, Trevor Harris. Not like he's new to the league either. Trevor Harris, is a good quarterback. Yeah. Like I've seen this guy throw for four hundred yards before. Like guy's oh, yeah, an animal. Like, like he can go off at any time, and uh, with Standback as another like as a serious run threat. I mean, it can open holes in a defense, and the Bombers will have to be ready for that. If if they're not on their toes, they could be in a hole early. No, exactly right. But uh, yeah, it, it, that's the thing, though. It, it'll be interesting, though, because the Bombers' defense is so good that it'll be like it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. But you know, that, that, those were my kind of two big takeaways. But also the the uh, the the Montreal defense actually surprised me too. They had some big plays and some, and their D line was like were some big hitters. I was like, oh man, like that's. Like, they're doing pretty good here. Like, I was surprised because I was like, I don't really know anybody on this defense. Um, and they were kind of – they were com- coming out to play. Uh, granted, Saskatchewan's offense looked terrible. Yeah. They were they were running some pretty weird things. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what was happening there, but – Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you look at the stats, and I know you hate stats, but yeah. uh, Montreal led in every category. Like every category except uh, yeah. turnovers, so they had one turnover to Saskatchewan's none. But possession was, uh, you know, was thirty-three plus minutes to twenty-six yards. Yeah. Passing were two twenty-nine to one fifty-eight. Like you look at the stats, and Montreal should win that game probably by double digits. Yeah, no, exactly, and that's kind of that's kind of why I hate stats. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's it, you know that that's kind of the thing is I did I was. I think my bigger takeaway from that game was how kind of bad Saskatchewan was. Yeah. And th- yeah. The, the one, the only good thing that I really thought Saskatchewan did that entire game was their D line was, was pretty on it. Um, and, and was it their D line being good or was it Montreal's O line not being great? You know, who, who really knows, but um you know they they had a lot of sacks. They they put pressure on the QBs early and often. So, uh, but Saskatchewan did not look great there for sure. No, the West is is definitely in tears, and Winnipeg is is the top team. Obviously, I mean their their point differentials like plus one hundred and seventy eight. Like it's insane <laughs> some of the numbers that they've put up this year on their, especially in the last eight game winning streak that they're on. 
But uh, let's get back to the Bombers here a little bit. Uh, and we mentioned him in the uh, onset. Winston Rose back in the Bomber lineup. They got a new kicker as well. Only three weeks left in the regular season, though. Do you expect to see big things out of Rose, or, or is it going to take him a little while to uh, to warm back up? You know, that, that'll be an interesting one. Uh, I saw the depth chart today, and they, they slotted him as starting. So uh, so we'll kind of see what happens there. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with Rose and and I and I and I presume why they're having him start already is to get him those reps. Yeah. To to to, to make sure he's ready for uh, come playoffs, basically. Um, so it'll be interesting to see because here's the thing: the guy's just a straight up baller. Like he just <laughs> he just he just goes out there and, and does his thing, and he he's just an athlete, and he kind of gets it done. So it 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 tough to be be like be here and be like, oh yeah, it's gonna take him a couple weeks. Cause I don't know if it actually will. <laughs> I I don't know. If, I like I think he might just come out and just ball out and and kill it from like the first snap. Uh, but that being said, you know, um, it has been a while for him, so that'll be an, that'll be an interesting one to watch. But I'm like a hundred percent certain like that's why they have him starting. It's to get him ready for playoffs. Which Absolutely. is good because that means they're thinking like long term here. Like they, they, you know, they they're getting that depth if anything happens, which is uh, exactly what you want, right? Yep. The Bombers are in an interesting position. Like they've clinched, uh, they've they've clinched everything they they could want. I mean, they're they're hosting the West Final. They know exactly where they're going to be and when. They still have three games left. Is it hard to uh, stay focused or? or you know, does the mind kind of wander and, and start drifting into playoffs when it's going to actually mean something? Well, that's exactly it. You know, it's like it's funny because it's like, yeah, they they've clinched everything they want, but at the same time, it kind of happened a little bit early. Like, you know, normally you don't really know until like the last week of the season. So yeah. it's like, oh, you have like one meaningless game. So it's like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, like it's the last game of the season. Everyone's kind of just getting their garbage reps and, and trying to stay you know, healthy and not, you know, not get dinged up before it actually counts. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So like that's, that's usually more along the lines of, of, of how it works. So to have three games where that are, you know, by all means meaningless, like well, four, if, from, four, if you include that last BC game. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. So, you know, like, four games that are, you know, meaningless. Like, aside from getting more reps, which you, some people will argue are, are super necessary, but at this point in the season, like, it, the Bombers can start their playoffs and be fine yeah. at this point, right? <laughs> they don't need more reps. Like, no, no. So, like, they, they're, they're, like, these games are meaningless to them. So, it, yeah, especially for the starters, it's just like, man, this is, like, that's tough. Like, that's a tough situation to be in. Uh, and it's it's even tougher for the coaches. Yeah, like like deciding who's who your starting QB is going to be, like because you can't sit Caleros for uh, for five weeks with the bye week, yeah. right? Or even like you know, so so he sat he sat last bye week, which like this past week, and then you sit him these next three games. So there's four weeks, and then you sit him for the you know first playoff. 
bye week. You, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you're gonna sit, you're, you know, you're going to sit your starting QB for five weeks. Like, no, no, you can't do that. But at the same time, like these games are meaningless. Yeah. So like, so like, what do you do? You know, like, like you, you don't want him to get hurt because if if he gets hurt, like that's obviously. Like that's obviously not good. Yeah, that's so, not not good. Not ideal. Uh, so it's like, so so what do you do as a coach? Like, so you know, I'd argue for the coaches, it's an even harder position to be in uh, at this point because you're just like, how do you make those decisions? You know, and and that's you know obviously way above my pay grade. I, <laughs> like that's not uh, that's not something you know I know the exact answer to and. Because you know one one wrong play, like we always talk about, you know, you never want someone to get hurt in football, but you're you're always one play away from having a season-ending injury. Yeah, but as a player, you can never think that, right? Because if you're trying, no. if you go out there trying not to get hurt, that's when bad things will happen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That and players can't think that, but that's how the coaches have to think, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, so it's kind of like, what do they do as a coach? Like, who do you start? You. Do you sit Big Hill? Do you sit like Willie? Do you because because at the same time this is the perfect time to get those other guys rest like Sean McGuire. You know he you know he's got I don't know he's got like what like five touchdowns on the year, but they're all like one yard runs. Like he needs actual you know game reps where he's passing. Like he got some last game which was great, but he needs more. And you know all the all the all those young guys need more, right? They're they don't have that depth and. You know, obviously that's what they're doing with Rose is getting him those reps so he's playoff ready and they have the depth. Uh, but, like, what other positions do you do that in? And that's, like, that's the tough, that's the tough position to be in as a coach. I think that if, if I was to put my coaching hat on, I would play it straight up uh, for, for the home game. And then with the last two games on the road, that's when I'd start getting creative with the roster, and that's when I would start sitting guys for halves or for quarters. But it, for Saturday, I would be playing it straight up and and trying to uh, to really give the fans a show. I know that coaches probably don't think that way, but is that something you would think about doing? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I would, you know, I'm I'm playing like I'm playing the starters probably this game for at least a half. Um, and then kind of going from there, okay. seeing how it goes. Uh, and like, yeah, you want you want the fans to kind of be involved. But to be honest, I don't really know how much the fans are going to be involved in this this next home game, especially because everyone like like that's like that's the problem with everyone already knowing the 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 we're going to have that you know the Western final here is everyone's like. Okay, well, this game's meaningless. You know, everyone's kind of geared up for the, that Western final game, right? So yeah. it's kind of like, you know, how many fans are we actually going to get out to this one? Um, you know, we'll see. Yeah. And, uh, so, so as a coach, it's like, okay, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's tough. It, that's, that, that, that's what I mean. Like, they, it's not that they peak too early, but it just happens. It just happens too early for them right now. And it's like, oh, man, not the greatest position to be in, actually. Like, it's great. But it actually also kind of sucks a little bit. Yeah, I think fans appreciate the greatness that this team is, though. And I think that when you look back, like this team may go down as the greatest team in history. They have to win the Grey Cup, mind you, to uh, to have that distinction. Because if if you don't finish, then 
it, it's like the, a great team that that never was. But I think fans in in Winnipeg, there's only a couple home games left. I think that they're they're really excited about what this team is, and uh, I think that they're still going to be pretty rowdy on Saturday night. Oh yeah, I don't doubt it. Even you know, I I've been at games where even in, you know there was only ten thousand fans in the stands and it was still rowdy. So <laughs> uh, I don't I don't doubt the fans that'll that are there will be will be quite rowdy. That's uh, I that's always a that's always a constant. Absolutely. There's only a few constants in life, but Winnipeg fans <laughs> being rowdy at a home game is uh, is definitely one of them. We're a little bit tighter for time this week. We'll have a, another fuller episode coming up next week to break down the game. Uh, but I do want to touch on some things before we let you go. Uh, Darren Cameron on Twitter, at Darren underscore Cameron, uh, kind of teased that there's some pretty big things in the works, whether it's uh, rally towels or thunder sticks in, in the crowd. Uh, now that you're going to be in the crowd, what would you prefer, a rally towel or the thunder sticks? Uh, I'm a huge fan of the, uh, the thunder sticks. Um, the towels are cool, but they don't make any noise. So... <laughs> The uh, this, the the rally sticks are they're a lot of fun in that sense where you can like you can really create a lot of extra noise and like and like you know we've all we've all been to that stadium it's already like loud and noisy right so uh, anything to create additional noise and and like that plays a, a, an enormous factor um, against uh, opposing teams so. Uh, so I would, you know, the rally towels look cool for sure. There's no doubt about it, but I would say Thunder Six for sure. That is great. All right, get of us, uh, give us your prediction before we get into retweet or delete. Uh, give us your prediction for uh, the game between the Montreal Alouettes and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Man. Are you going to have See, now I think your confidence is rattled from the last time where you it predicted is. a bomber loss and they came out with a 45 nothing win. I I I'm shook it. <laughs> I you were on such a heater all year. You were on such a heater all year, John, and then you just threw it out the window with the worst pick of all time. The worst at the absolute. <laughs> it was garbage. Uh, I will be the first to admit it was a garbage, garbage uh, pick. But I'm trying to redeem myself this week. And you know what? They have all of their starters still in. So I think the Bombers are still going to win. I, I got I to put my money on the Bombers. But with Trevor Harris and Sandback, I think it'll be pretty close. I bet you the Bombers win 26 to, like, 23. It'll be a, it'll be a tight one. All right. So John's going Winnipeg 26-23. That's going to be really interesting. Uh, let's get to our new uh, favorite segment, Retweet or Delete. You had some pretty good takes on Twitter this week. You didn't kick up too many storms, but... Uh, one or one or two of the tweets did catch uh, quite a bit of attention. Uh, retweet or delete. There's no worse feeling in the world than when you're trying to spell a word you don't know how to spell, and even autocorrect is like, I have no idea what you're trying to spell. Retweet or delete that. I would retweet that. It's absolutely the worst feeling ever. It just, I've done it so many times. From like, it's just, it's almost, it's like embarrassing. It's embarrassing that you like can't even get an app that's meant to help you sell things to help you sell this word because you butchered it so badly. It's just, it's just the worst feeling. It just, there's nothing that makes you feel uh, more stupid in this world than that. Well, I'm going to try and, and put that to the test. Can you spell opportunities for us? 
I don't think I can <laughs> I always get the U and the O confused. Give it, give, um, give it a shot just right now. Try and spell opportunities. Op- okay. Stop writing o- it out. O-P-P-O. R-T-U-N-I-T-I-E-S. Is Good job. Correct? Good job. I got it? You got it. Oh, man. I, I 50-50 guess the O and D. <laughs> I, I can never figure it out. I always forget it. Between the Bombers prediction and spelling opportunities, I've never heard you less confident in yourself. Oh. <laughs> I'm uh. pretty confident. So, that, yeah, that, that was... That's I, I'm I'm shook it I'm I'm I I'm rattled now. That know? is so good. Let's try and calm you down a little bit. A uh, couple more retweet or deletes before we let you go here. Uh, a lot of people are excited about holiday drinks on your timeline. You are uh, putting together a, a pretty cool list and following there. Uh, what made you do that, and which uh, which has been your favorite so far? Oh yeah, so like uh, you know, every year obviously like Starbucks and all these coffee shops come out like every season with the holiday drinks. So. Um, so I saw a bunch of I saw a bunch of people um, tweeting about them. So I'm like, oh man, like, you know, wouldn't it be cool if you could just kind of make these at home and and not have to? Because like for me, like I work from home now, so I don't want to have to go all the way out to like Starbucks to get a holiday drink. Like that's I don't know, like that's aggressive. So uh, you know, if you could just make them at home with just like kind of stuff you have in your in your pantry, like how how cool would that be? So I kind of just started making. Just kind of like recreating some of those ones where, you know, you don't have to... I will never do pumpkin spice latte because those are terrible. Yeah, you, but, hate, uh, you hate pumpkin, right? It's terrible. It's just the worst. There's nothing good about it. Um, well, except for carving them. That's the only good thing you can do with a pumpkin. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> but, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like the, the holiday drink, I, I, you know, I love, I love... I'm a huge fan of the holiday season. Huge fan. So, uh, so I you know, kind of jumped on that opportunity to, to make some drinks and, and hopefully, you know, bring some smiles to some people. I would definitely say you've done that again. Check them out on Twitter at John Rush 32. Last two thoughts of the week before we let you go here. Uh, you're in a bit of a onesie war. It looks like, um, the book of Eli, her Twitter handle at, uh, a Y Y R I E S L M A O. Uh, she's uh, comparing her onesie to yours, John, and I'm sorry, pal. I know yours is pretty cozy, but anything with ears on it, I think wins in a onesie battle. No, so, yes, hers is certainly more uh, creative. But hear me out on this: is one of the one of my followers actually said, compared them that picture to Santa Claus and his reindeers, and I thought that was pretty hilarious. That is so, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, because especially because I am looking like it, it's a big onesie, so like I look I look pretty big in it. So, uh, so yeah, so that that you know, yeah. The Book of Eli definitely wins there, but the comparison to Santa Claus and his reindeer is also, you know, 10 out of 10 good good content right there. Your clothing game is just off the hook from your summer Crocs and jorts to your winter onesies. Like just Your closet must just be a tickle trunk of happiness. It's, you know, I just, I just love to be comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and working just, from home, you've gotten real comfortable. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm wrapped in my onesie in a in a nice wool, not wool, but uh, you know, a nice blanket right now. And it's just, I just take comfort to the next level because you know, if you can choose to in life to be fashionable and uncomfortable, or 
just comfy, why would you choose anything else? You know, <laughs> you must just be so panicked when the door. If the if there's a knock on the door, I can only imagine what some people are greeted with when you're wear what you're wearing. Sometimes, oh man, it's bad. Oh my. I, answered the door in some pretty ridiculous <laughs> uh, and I have no shame yeah I, that's not surprising <laughs> uh, done just, I just yeah I, I, I act like it's completely normal because for me it is and you can just see the look on their eyes or look at me like they're like man is this dude okay like <laughs> the last time he left his house <laughs> Uh, John, we'll get you out on this. Uh, again, if everybody who follows you knows, you're a big animal supporter. You posted on Twitter uh, just the other day, let's do a holiday fundraiser for a dog shelter. You're taking suggestions. Have you gotten any ideas, uh, you know, how you're going to help raise funds for uh, some dog shelters around Manitoba? Yeah, we've gotten some good ones so far. Uh, we're just trying to figure out logistically how to, like, how it makes sense we want it to be like as big as possible right we want to raise as much money as possible so um you know we had some people that uh, suggested doing like pet portraits with like santa claus and, and setting something up like that which which i think is a great idea but like logistically speaking it, it might not be the in, you know like the best right? yeah. it might not because like not everyone can make it uh you know a lot of my followers don't live in winnipeg um, you know, there's only a certain amount of time slots. So it's like things like that. It's just like, you know, if, if we're looking at trying to maximize um, the money raised for a shelter, which obviously like that's the end goal, um, we're just, I'm just trying to kind of think of the best way to do that right now. So, you know, we've gotten some really great suggestions. Like I love the pet portrait idea. I think that's awesome. I, anytime I can uh, get a picture with Bone and Bailey that's professionally done. You know, I, I hop at the opportunity, <laughs> but uh, um, we're just, we're just trying to like make it make the most sense right now. I love the idea of having like a raffle because people can just buy their tickets online and things like that. I just don't know the exact. Uh, I don't want to say like like legality of it, but like I feel like there might be some some yeah. rules. Yeah, like that's something you probably just don't want to have to even think about right like you just want to kind of make it as simple and as easy as possible yeah like for like when when i did the uh when i raised all that money for rainbow resource center it was so easy like yeah it's like okay i'm wearing a wedding dress people can go to this gofundme and donate like you know what i mean like quick simple easy yep like and and that's why we we, you know we raised eleven thousand dollars it was it was amazing um so but it's just like okay like what do i how do i kind of well, again, follow that. like just following on Twitter um, at Spicy B Killa had a good suggestion. Uh, I would buy a Bone and Bailey tree ornament. Like if you put their paws on an ornament and then sold them for ten bucks or whatever it was, or, or made them available for ten fifteen dollars, I would do something like that. Like I don't have a dog, but I would buy something in honor of Bone or Bailey and put it on the tree, and and then you could raise money and give it to a charity that, that way. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's another one too. Uh, the only the only issue with that one is like, like the problem with me is I have a business degree so I'm always looking at like uh, like the financials of it yeah. where I'm like that's like that's a great suggestion I and mean, I love that idea I think it'd be really cool but then like you got to factor in like the, the cost of doing that right oh yeah no I don't have to factor in anything like I can just well, tell you what I think and then you have to do it <laughs> like I don't have to do nothing. <laughs> True. Yeah. So, but but I have to. Yes. I have. To. I sure so, yes. You, you know, you 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 do something like that where, 
you know, it's great, but then, you know, you sell them for like 10 bucks, but five or six of that dollars has to go to like making them. Oh yeah. Like absolutely. Uh, like it's not a, it's again, it's just a suggestion that I don't no. have to worry about it and you have to think about it, which is great. Yeah. You can also yeah. try and put together the reverse petting zoo that she also suggested. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got the reference. Did you, did like, are you a fan of the office? I am. I did. I got okay. the reference. Good. Yeah, but don't worry. <laughs> I love that a lot. Uh, follow him on Twitter at JohnRush32. Follow him on Instagram at JohnRush5. Uh, always great catching up with you, John. Uh, next week we'll we'll have more football to talk about, which I'm sure we're both really looking forward to. And uh, the Bombers will be that, that much closer to getting to meaningful football again. As always, thank you for taking the time and thanks for doing this. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, Harold. You know, it's always a good time. The Country 107 Morning Show with Dave Anthony. Weekday mornings, only on Country 107.